The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. Welcome to another episode of Turnbuckle Talk, powered by thegorillaposition.com and a proud part of the Roar Network, presented by the Hitting the Marks Podcast Network, so now in association with IndiePW.com. We are sponsored by CollarAndElbowBrand.com, where you can get 10% off when using promo code JKPODCAST at the checkout. Also now in partnership with Phoenix at PhoenixFit.com, where you can get 15% off all your health supplements like pre- and post-workout drinks, protein powder, super greens, and more when you use the promo code TBTalkPod. We can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at TBTalkPod. To listen to the podcast, you can find us on Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Spotify, and all those other podcatchers out there as well. As always, I am Big Joe. And I am Carl Carafel. Yes, Carl, another week has come and gone in the world of professional wrestling. And I guess just to, to kind of catch up, how um, how has the, the past week been for Mr. Carl Carafel up there in uh, the now not-so-icy-cold northern Ontario? Yeah, it has been very, very hot up here, yes. which is nice, though. I'm okay with that. Um, definitely, I am. Today, actually, I was uh, outside uh, physical distancing or social distancing, whatever you want to call it, with a friend of mine. Yep. And um, we were just outside sitting around having a Dr. Pepper. Nice. And uh, yeah, then it started to rain. So mm. we uh, kind of moved the party into the garage. Nice. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, other than that, it's it's been warm and a little bit of rain today. And that's been about it. What about for you? It's it's been very very warm here to the point where it's 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 the kind of temperature where it's hard to to sleep in, and you know especially being someone who uh, works a night shift for their day job, quote unquote, um, makes it tough to to get some proper sleep in. So that's been something that's been really tricky lately is trying to get some good decent sleep because usually I can sleep pretty yeah. well. Like I I sleep like a rock when i sleep but uh, recently it's been difficult just because it's just friggin' hot man it's it's been hot yeah i mean for us here too um we have a fan that uh, runs in our room pretty much uh 24 7 right now and uh we are definitely going to be uh looking at uh maybe a couple of portable air conditioners uh at least one for downstairs and at least one for the upstairs of the house it is crazy yeah, those things are expensive too. We were kind of looking into uh, one for here as well, but uh, damn, they're, they're uh, up there in price, especially now that the the demand has gone up for them. It's going to be uh, even more expensive kind of as we go. So we'll we'll see if we can uh, make that happen for here, so, especially when you have equipment and stuff running. It tends to really kind of warm things up and uh, doesn't. Oh uh, yeah, it does, especially in the summertime. All right, man. So uh, let, let's get some, to some wrestling discussion here. And I guess to lead off, we have a bit of an interesting topic here involving a former WWE personality here. And now, uh, from what we're hearing, it now currently a former Ring of Honor 
talent. We're talking about Bully Ray. Uh, it looks like his uh, contract is basically just kind of, it's elapsed. It's, um, it's expired. And it's kind of up in the air what's going to happen with him. Uh, what, do you, what do you think? Where, where does he end up? Does he, does he go to another company? Does he retire? Uh, does he just do the, um, the radio show? What do you think? I think he's uh, in some capacity, some way, somehow, he's still going to be involved in professional wrestling 100%. Um, just doing the radio show? No, I don't believe so. Yeah. Um, is he going to go somewhere? Yeah, I mean, that I don't I don't know either. I mean, the guy can l- literally go anywhere that he absolutely wants to. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just going to be a matter of uh, time, I guess, waiting to find out where he decides to go. Um, he might even just decide, hey, I'm going to you know, stay in the back and help out Marty mm-hmm. uh, for Ring of Honor and uh, just kind of leave it at that. Kind of pull back himself a little bit from in ring and uh, be more of that like booker or uh, backstage type of hand. Yeah, because I mean... Bully's no spring chicken anymore. I mean, he's 48 years, years old now, uh, debuted back in 1991. So he's he's been around for, for quite a while. Um, any chance WWE makes use of him right now? Um, I, I, I don't know about that. Uh, just I, I think that just I think he's at a time kind of in his career that I don't think he wants to go back again. Yeah, I don't think so either. I mean... If, if he were to go back to the WWE, I mean, I don't think that it would really do anything for him. And I don't think no. that it would do anything for the company either. It's it's really yeah. not going to do anything, especially like they're going to they're going to want him to tone down. Exactly. Right. And that and I mean, right now he's out there being able to do whatever he wants. So why are we going to tone him down? There's there's yeah. no point in it. No reason for that to happen. Yeah, I honestly do see him retiring from in-ring competition at this point, you know, almost 50 years old. And I, I think that he just mainly d- kind of does the, uh, it's the busted open uh, radio. I think that um, he mainly focuses on that. And I don't think he's going to do much else than that. I think he's kind of done all that you really can do. I guess, you know, New Japan goes could be a possibility uh, to maybe be some type of, uh, you know, especially for maybe New Japan America. Uh, once that kind of uh, gets going again, maybe he could be a hand there. I mean, other than Possibly, that, he's yeah. kind of done it all. I mean, no, this guy doesn't have anything else to prove in the ring. Uh, no, not a, at all. It's just a matter of if he wants to do anything kind of creative or if he wants to be uh, somebody higher up, which I don't know, man. It, it's... Um, I honestly don't see it. Yeah, I, I really don't either. I, do, I don't see him really wanting to, you know, like no. like I said, go back to the WWE. No. Um, continue working? Possibly. Like, yeah. I mean, why not? Right? He's Like you said, he's done it all. Yep. So why not be there as that uh, that person to be able to help out the younger talent that's, that's in whatever company, whether it's ROH, whether it's Impact, whether it is AEW, whether it is New Japan, uh, US, I mean, or America, or however you want to yep. say it. doesn't matter. Some way, somehow, I think he's still going to be a presence on people's screens. Yeah. AEW is a big one where I would most definitely kind of say no because then we're really, really going to turn into that company where it's just like, you know, we're just taking every single WWE outcast into this company. I mean, they, they got to draw the line somewhere. Otherwise, it's going to turn into like what Impact was when it's just, let's just bring in all the ones that people know. And it's just, it's going to be the all the same thing kind of over again. You're going to be overpaying for older yeah. talent who can't really do much anymore. That's, that's got to stop. 
even Tony Khan himself has said that we don't want to be just a uh, uh, dumping ground for right. former WWE talent. So hopefully that uh, hopefully he keeps with that mindset and that that doesn't happen. Um, briefly here, super quick. Thank you, everyone that is currently watching. We love having interaction mm -hmm. if you uh want to type in something while you're watching this and send it over to us we by all means love it we may even showcase your comment on screen Absolutely. during this broadcast as well so big joe your final thoughts on bully ray yep it's kind of sad to see him kind of go from ring of honor uh, i thought as an in-ring personality i thought he was fantastic some of the stuff that he did you know he was he, he really had a really good chance and really pulled off that heel persona and, and kept with it. It wasn't 50, 50 about it. You yeah. know, he just, he, he just, he played that dick heel wrestler for lack of yeah. a better term. And he did it really, really well. And you know, it, it's, he didn't in WWE and some of these other places, you know, didn't really fully get to kind of do that. And ring where he got to do that. And now that he's done that, everything and everything else that he's done, I, I, I think he's kind of, at the end of his career when it comes to uh, professional wrestling. So now do you, do you want to see him make his way to some company to have that one last hurrah no. of a match to, you know, go out as a big retirement match at all? That, that opportunity has already been missed. When they went back to WWE and they didn't make them 10-time tag team champions, that opportunity has come and gone now. It's too late now. You can't do it. But I'm talking him as a singles competitor not as a tag See, team not not worrying anything about that but just yep. bully ray as himself going to a company and being uh finally retired in yep. whatever ca capacity i mean they could even yep. do a retirement match and mm -hmm. whatever with bully ray do the yep. stereotypical uh send-off for somebody you don't even want to see that too many people and myself included when i think bully ray i think the dudley boys him and devon Right, okay. so you know, not to take anything away from his from his singles career, that he was fantastic. But when I think when I think Bubba Ray or Bully Ray, I think him and Devon, and yep. you know, Devon's he's out. Devon's, uh, I believe that he's still doing some training, but I mean, he doesn't want to actively wrestle in the ring anymore. He's not a spring chicken anymore either. So I, I think training that, and running a school. Yeah, I, I think that, that opportunity has come and gone, unfortunately for for him. That's too bad. I would love yeah. to see an actual retirement for him happen in some sort of capacity. I mean, it, it yeah. doesn't even have to be a, a matchup. Just have mm -hmm. uh, whatever company like ring of honor should even do it. Just yeah. do a, uh, a, a really good video package for him and uh, have, have him in, in the ring watching this video package. Just have a really good send off for bully Ray. I think that that would be fantastic. It brings up, I have a little side topic and it's self worth mentioning the, the, the full on retirement match quote unquote. Now seems to be something that, it's almost kind of gone, going away. I mean, it even looks yeah. like Undertaker might not even get a proper uh, actual retirement match. So I don't know, man. It, it, it's um, it's kind of a weird thing. You would think everybody could get a retirement match, but it seems to be something that just doesn't seem to be a thing anymore. I don't know. It's 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 definitely strange. Definitely is. It definitely is. Um because there's yeah, been some I mean, really it good is ones. What it is. If he's just uh, gone with the wind, as they say now, yep. then he's gone with the wind. Yep. No big deal. Um, I mean, his career really speaks for itself. I mean, mm -hmm. at the end of the day, Bully Ray is going to be remembered for Bully Ray and yep. the Dudley Boys. Yep. Um, so, I mean, no matter what, 
anytime that anybody mentions those three letters, ECW, mm -hmm. people are going to be thinking Dudley Boys and Bully Ray. Yep. So I think that in itself is amazing. Yeah, because that's why when I think of him, I think of ECW and I think of him and Devon you know, with the Hardys, with yep. Edge and Christian, the, those TLC matches. Um, yep. When I think him, that, that's always, always the first thing that comes to mind. Oh, yes. Something that uh, hasn't really been coming first to mind, but I mean, this guy's kind of uh, appeared again, kind of out of nowhere. Uh, we're talking Mr. EC3. Um, this guy's kind of making some noise here, Carl, and I, I think that uh, you have a uh, a clip. Uh, he's been kind of basically teasing of going to not just one place, but several places. And um, you have one, I think, that uh, is for AEW here, correct? I definitely do. I will pull that up here for everybody, and uh, we will definitely be taking a look at this. Oh, so I've actually one moment, and whoa, what happened there? <laughs> Ooh, well, that's a little, right. that's a little teaser for for something little, that's uh, yeah. coming. But uh, <laughs> I've actually held off on watching this because I had a feeling you were going to play it during the show, and I wanted to get kind of a uh, of a live reaction to it. So okay, well, uh, here I we have go. Not seen this yet, so. So this this one here is the latest one from EC3. Uh, everybody, just just enjoy. Decide your future, or is it chosen for you? We are living in unprecedented times, from lockdowns to quarantine to turmoil in the streets. We are living an American nightmare. From coast to coast, Maine to SoCal, uncensored chaos and confusion reign supreme. You walk outside, it feels like you're in the jungle, boy. You fear the revolt is coming for you if you don't adhere to the group think. You feel like you're left out to hang, man. The natural state of things has fallen into this dark order. And you plug away day after day like a gear in an effing machine. Society is broken. But now... Now is the time. You keep your inner circle small. You do not have best friends. You can only trust yourself. And it doesn't matter if you're an old man or a young buck. You speak your truth. You stand tall, exalted. You rise like a phoenix. You carry yourself with moxley, and you seal it with a sunny kiss. Now these bastards may criticize you. They may mock you. They may cancel you. Hell, they may even imitate you poorly. But you never give in. You never apologize. You put the word sorry back into that dictionary and you throw it in the library in space because it is never the end. There is no omega when you're an alpha. You think for yourself. You fight for yourself. You control your narrative. And if you don't, you're just part of the con. You are more than elite. You are free. And they, they have been warned. Wow. Um, yeah. That's, uh, I, I'm, I'm impressed. Uh, I got to say that that's, uh, that this is a completely different uh, character for him. Uh, this is, and it, it's very topical. It, it's, uh, yeah. Dude, I'm I I I actually kind of want to watch that again now after the <laughs> we finished recording. Uh, the, that's and he hinted uh, like at every yeah thing. Just it's uh, he hit all the the marks uh, so to speak. Um, with with that, um, uh, yeah, I'm I'm impressed. I'm impressed. 
Now, keep in mind that this isn't the first one that EC3 has done. He has done ones for AEW. He has done it for Ring of Honor as mm -hmm. well. This whole control your narrative that he has been doing has been just fantastic right now. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm super stoked to see wherever he ends up. Uh, we even know that Impact Wrestling will be having their Slammiversary event come yeah. up, and they have teased other names as well. Even EC3 himself has teased Impact Wrestling as well. So at this mm -hmm. point, we're looking at EC3 is playing all of us, and we will have no idea at the end of the day where he is going to go and end up. And I am super happy about that. This is something that has not been done in so long, and it's a breath of fresh air right now i am yeah. stoked how i'd like to see this kind of executed i'd like to see him appear for impact wrestling i'd like to see him appear for AEW. you know he could uh, be part of uh, cody's open challenge you know that seems to be pretty much open to anybody who's uh not in wwe um yep. show up in ring of honor and then decide on and and then you know be a little free agent for for a short period of time, and then decide on Ring of Honor. I think Ring of Honor is, is the place for him to go, because uh, I think that's a really ideal location because you know still that opens the door for New Japan and potentially NWA. Yeah, given you no, know, we have to keep in mind that that companies in a real rocky place at the moment but uh that uh, is there you know, to kind of play that card as well so um that's where i'd like to see him go is is, is uh, ring of honor i honestly i i don't care where i see him as mm -hmm. long as i see him again <laughs> i mean wwe yeah. uh, originally brought him in Derek bateman they dropped the ball yeah. he was gone he went to impact wrestling he uh you know did this whole ec3 thing ethan carter the third um you know nephew of dixie carter back when dixie carter was running uh, the show at impact and then coming back into the wwe doing uh, nxt and then main roster and dropped the ball again, again. yeah right so uh, at this point I don't care where I see him as long as I see him because man, this kid mm -hmm. is fan freaking tastic. Yeah. At yep. everything that he has been doing his in ring work. People might criticize it, but I, I, I like his in ring work. Yeah. Um, the guy on the mic, clearly that video that you just saw mm -hmm. clearly shows that he can, he can talk. Yep. It just, he he's, he's, he's got the look. He's like a total freaking package yeah it, it's really a shame to have to say that you can add him to that ongoing list of ball drops uh of wwe main roster people coming into, into nxt you know he was part of that first match for the nxt north american championship that ladder match that involved you know ricochet and uh, and all those people that that's actually i might kind of go back and, and watch that again i've watched that a handful of times it was a really good match you know and he held his own in, in there as well and, uh, and it was not, not necessarily a stand in, in, in nxt but you know did, did some cool stuff with the velveteen dream and whatnot and then went into the the main roster which it was a really odd kind of call up quote unquote i uh, still am not really a fan of using that term and then they yeah. just did absolutely nothing with them as soon as i saw that they were using him for um that 24 7 championship i just knew i was like yeah they they got nothing for this guy and, and it's a shame because you had mentioned you know he has a lot of pauses going for him but 
for whatever reason, just there was just nothing there. Whether Vince doesn't like people that continuously keep coming back or what the hell's going on. Because, I mean, that, that, that in itself there, if that's an issue, like then why do you keep bringing these people back if you really have no intention of any kind of big picture use for them? That's something that I've been kind of thinking about lately is because we started seeing this now of, of talent coming back repeated times only to be squandered. It's like, what is the point? What is the point? Right. Why not just focus on your homegrown talent instead of these people coming back? And again, it's just a revolving door of nonsense. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I really don't either. This this whole like um, uh, bringing them back to do absolutely yeah. nothing with them. I, I think it's more of just a, a power play yeah. type of a situation uh, when it comes right down to it. It's just power play. Because on, uh, WWE's part, because even all. these kind of comeback debuts can be really, really cool. You know, EC 3s was kind of cool. Uh, even when Bully Ray came back um, in that surprise uh, in the Rumble, you know, his music dropped, and then that was really, really cool. And then brought Devon back, and yeah. then they had an opportunity to make them ten-time tag team champions. It was right there that the story wrote themselves, and they didn't. Right? It's like they didn't even realize it. You know, we were calling for it, and everybody else was talking about, it, and they're like, "Nope, we're not doing it." Or <laughs> they just didn't even acknowledge it. Just yeah, oh man, that it, was ridiculous. It, it's such a frustrating thing inside of the WWE. But some more AEW stuff here, Carl. Guess what? This person's name has come up again. It, it, this is something that it just it tends to keep coming up occasionally, and it has again here. We are talking Mr. C M Punk in AEW wrestling, Carl. Uh, is there any chance in hell this guy ends up doing anything with this company? Seriously? Maybe a quick appearance of some sort. Is it even worth it, but, though, at this point? Pardon me? Is it even worth it, though, at this point? No. No, he's not. Yeah. yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I mean, I, I enjoy CM Punk. I, I enjoy his matches. I enjoy what he's done for the for the professional wrestling business as a whole. I, I, I totally acknowledge all of that, but yeah. he's not a... He, I don't think that he would really be as much of a draw as people... Mm-hmm. expect or anticipate right now yeah. um after so many years of all these teases going on of oh cm punk cm punk cm punk people now are just like yeah you're you're crying wolf and that's yeah. it and uh yeah we we just we've lost interest and that's, i just for me at least I, I've, I've just lost interest and i just don't i don't know if all of AEW is the right place to kind of do this because he it's a it's a it's a brand new company you know he has no history there whatsoever so it just sits that to kind of bring him in into that position, especially if it's going to be a one-off type thing, I just I don't think it gets over at all. I think if you're going to do that, you know, I, I keep mentioning them, but uh, Ring of Honor, I, I think if you're going to bring Punk back anywhere that's outside of the WWE, you go with Ring of Honor because at least he has a history there and he, he actually probably still has fans and people are going to be like, holy crap, it's CM Punk. Remember when, yeah. But I mean, with AEW, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, it's CM Punk, another ex-WWE guy coming in in our territory right I, just, I think that there's more negatives than there's positives yeah you can like use- i said doing a one-off sure you're gonna get a, an awesome pop out of it uh but then like continuing on and going forward know. anything with cm punk yeah. i don't think is is really going to be um you know very influential on anything and and very good for any yeah. company unfortunately unless now unless he goes back to the wwe yeah. then i think that there could be something but yeah. to to really go to any other company, 
after he left the WWE, did he, did he really do anything with no. any other company? No. He hasn't. So, I mean, besides uh, formally being part of Ring of Honor and then going to the WWE, there's really no history at any other company yep. for CM Punk. Yeah. So, if CM Punk wanted to do something uh, in ring, go back to the WWE where they're just going to, yeah. you know, you're going to get your pop. You're going to get your pop every time that you come out and uh, they're going to misuse you. And then you're just going to be gone again. And it's going to be done and over with because people are going to be like, oh, okay, I got my CM Punk fix. I'm mm -hmm. good. How I would go about this. If you're going to go the WWE angle, I think you have him do a one-off Royal Rumble pop appearance. Um, you do that and then you move on. Um, if we're going to go the ring of honor approach, that would be kind of my preferred way of doing that because, um, if you can kind of time it uh, properly, then you can possibly even make him make use of him in, in, in new Japan. Again, this is where the, this partnership with new Japan and ring of honor can really kind of pay off. You can possibly maybe use him yeah. in best of super juniors, or you can, uh, do maybe put him into the G1 over new Japan. That'd be really, really cool. You could see some interesting, uh, uh, things there as well. Right. So. You know, that, that honestly, I think that would be if he, if he wants to actually work a fair amount of dates, you go the Ring of Honor approach. If he just wants to do a one off thing, you go the WWE approach and you go and get your pop over there. Or if you want to actually go and work, go, like I said, go up here, Ring of Honor slash New Japan Pro Wrestling. Anywhere else, like it just, it, it just, it feels, I don't know, just, I think it would feel really strange. The AEW one just, it's not even, it doesn't move the needle for me on the radar whatsoever. Me either, to be honest. It really yeah. doesn't. I mean, any talk of CM Punk right now going any place mm -hmm. really doesn't do anything for me. I, yeah. I, I At this point, I just I don't care. Yep. I mean, cool. It's CM Punk. <laughs> he, he did some yeah. good stuff back then. Yeah. But, I mean, moving forward, we have to move forward. Mm -hmm. We can't continuously be falling back onto these former stars that were there to try to build something up. Yeah. And... As, as bad as this might sound to some people out there, CM Punk is in no way, shape, or form the caliber of a John Cena when it comes to getting, uh, you know, uh, people over, getting, uh, you know, having people uh, excited. Mm -hmm. um, no way, shape, or form the caliber of, and I'm going to list off some names here, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, mm -hmm. Hulk Hogan. Uh, no way. No way at no. all, in my mind, anyways. I mean, that's my view. That's my opinion. But CM Punk isn't at that caliber. No. So what's the point? Yep. And even that backstage show, um, his appearance, everything there, didn't really do much for that one. Uh, as far as I know, that really? is basically done. So, yeah, it's a, it's a weird thing um, because it, it's hard to kind of gauge the fan reaction. Because, I mean, for, for quite a while, I mean, his name was still coming up in chance right now. You can't really yeah. go off of that because we have no audience when it comes to right. WWE. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of a tough thing. Like I said, with the WWE, you go that uh, one-off little rumble approach. Um, or if you want to, if he wants to actually get back and work, uh, go ring of honor and then you can possibly branch off over into uh, new Japan as well, which I think uh, yeah. could possibly be intriguing. It all just depends on his mindset. And, uh, but, but having said that, I mean, just, there's been so many times where he's basically said where he hates the professional wrestling business. So it's like, exactly. why it's just like, it's just, there, there's so many moving parts of this thing and, and just, uh. It, it occasionally kind of sparks my interest and then it kind of goes away again. That, that's kind right. of been the uh, the name of the game when it comes to Mr. CM Punk and yes. returning to professional wrestling. It's hot and cold, <laughs> hot and cold, hot and cold. That's right. So, 
All right, so let's move away from uh, from some North American wrestling here, Carl, and let's go over to our friends over in New Japan. We have our final for the New Japan Cup set here, Carl, for July 11th between Kazuchika Okada and Evil. This is our okay. final. Yeah, yep. um, it, it didn't quite pan out. Uh, half of that kind of went how I was thinking, but... yeah. The other half, not so much. Um, right. How it kind of ended up happening is we had, um, going from the the quarterfinals, we had Tai Chi versus Sonata. Sonata ended up getting the win over Tai Chi. I think people were expecting Tai Chi to go a little bit further. And then yeah. we had Yoshihashi versus Evil. Um, nobody really thought Yoshihashi was going to get that far. Evil put him down. And then we had... Evil getting the win over Sonata, which was a surprise. And on the other side, we had um, Romo Takahashi beating um, Ishii. And then we had Okada beating uh, Ishimori. And then we had Okada beating Romu in uh, an excellent, excellent match. If you guys have a chance, make sure and go and watch that. So, yeah, we're, we're set for Kazuchika Okada versus Evil um, in Osaka Joe Hall on July 11th with, I believe, a third of a crowd in, a, in attendance. Yes. So yeah, that's going to be, be a really, really cool crowd for this. But yeah. uh, I, I, again, I mean, you can find New Japan World. Yep. Go, go and subscribe to New Japan World. You will not be disappointed. Mm-hmm. As well, you'll be able to see this matchup that's going to happen for the finals of the uh, New Japan yep. Cup uh, 2020. And I, I believe yeah. that that this should be one of the first wrestling shows that actually has fans in attendance. I believe. So, actual fans, actual, not just workers. Actual, yes, actual, actual fans. Actual fans, and they're beating WWE to the punch on this, which I think is is really interesting, and I think could yeah. kind of push these other companies to to maybe start following suit. And uh, yeah, you had mentioned uh, New Japan World, uh, Carl. If any of our uh, listeners slash viewers now that we do a video, if you guys are all interested in New Japan wrestling, and you should be. Um, Hit either of us up, myself especially. I think I watched New Japan a little bit more than Carl, but I can um, kind of um, guide you guys through and how to subscribe. It, it is a little different um, because you're sus- subscribing through a Japanese company, so the, the transaction on your bank account could kind of look a little sketchy. And uh, the website itself takes a little getting used to, but once you get used to how it's laid out, it's really not that all that difficult. And uh, there's a ton of content. You can go all the way back and watch their whole archive as well. And... Yep. Their new stuff, it uh, kind of immediately is um, kind of on demand. And then shortly after, they uh, they do a version with uh, Kevin Kelly doing commentary over top of it. So you can get kind of an English version. So, I mean, once again, I mean, just New Japan Wrestling is, is kind of killing it right now. Uh, doing really, really well. And they, they're really kind of standing out from the crowd, at least in my personal opinion. And um, really excited to see fans back into the arena reacting to the wrestling going on. It's been quite a while here, Carl. I'm really anxious to see how that's going to go. And I definitely know that you are because this is something that has plagued you for a while now when Mm -hmm. it comes to live professional wrestling is the lack of audience. Thankfully, we're going to start to see some of that again. Actual audience, not just uh, workers that aren't on the card for the day being out there. Um, AEW kind of has that a little bit, but it's a mix of workers. And then uh, up in some of the other stand areas, there's some fans that are there. So they've been kind of doing it a little bit, but it's still uh, mainly 
uh, talent that's in the front row uh, during the show. So, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, very, very soon we are going to see fans starting to come back. And it is fantastic because that's what the world of professional wrestling needs. It needs its fans. That's you guys. That's us. That's everyone going out there and supporting not only just these big companies, but making sure that when our indie companies start rolling back with shows again, if you can go out and support them as well, because they're the ones that are taking the biggest hit right now. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, and then shortly after that, uh, Dominion, uh, kind of one of their bigger shows is going to happen there, too, and I'm sure they're going to have something pretty cool lined up for that as well. Uh, curious to see if they can start getting guys, you know, like, um, I'm trying to think of, there's, um, you know, start getting like Tomatonga and uh, Will Ospreay. Hopefully some of those guys can start to uh, come back over to Japan because I think some of them, Phantasmo, yeah. um, I think he is, he's actually stuck here in Canada. Um, so hopefully some of these guys can start traveling and get over to new Japan and start, uh, they can start filling out that roster, uh, and get it really going full strength. Cause I'm really excited and new Japan has me legitimately excited for professional wrestling. And it's, it's been a little while because I've been really kind of disappointed with the empty arena, WWE shows, the AEW ones have been kind of hit and miss for me. And, you know, ring of honor has been keeping things going just kind of with their archive, so, yep. yep, I'm just, I'm really excited to see fans back in the arena reacting to the live professional wrestling as it should be. All right, Carl, let's, um, before we do our match of the week segment here, we have a bit of a listener question again here. And this is one that I've been, I'm surprised that we haven't been actually asked this uh, for quite a while. And I don't think it's really come up as a, as a topic. And this is just how long has wrestling been around for? And this is actually... You may not think it, but it's actually kind of a loaded question because if you want to talk just wrestling, I mean, wrestling has been around since ancient Greek times. That's right. Um, so, wrestling actually, uh, according to Wikipedia, which I mean, it's Wikipedia, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, represents one of the oldest forms of combat. The or- origins go back 15,000 years yeah. through cave drawings. Yep. Uh, Babylonian and Egyptian uh, reliefs show wrestlers Mm -hmm. using most of the holds known in present day sport of professional wrestling. So you're looking at uh, all these different like uh, collar and elbow uh, tie ups and arm bars and and leg holds and leg locks and all of this stuff is going back 15,000 years. Yeah was already being carved into and painted onto stones. Mm -hmm. So I mean that in itself is mind-blowing. Yeah. mind 15,000 years <laughs> this sport has yeah. been around for. I believe um, it's... I don't know if you have the information, Joe, but how long has uh, professional wrestling as a uh, real, like, mm-hmm. sport in North America? Do you, do you know uh, about how long that's been? Yeah. Uh, just back briefly on... on... Um, we're talking actual wrestling. I mean that um, you know goes all the way back to to, to uh, you know the Greco-Roman stuff and whatnot. And then when it comes to professional wrestling, I mean we're looking at the late 1800s, back to the old carnival uh, days. And as much as it pains me to kind of admit this here, Carl, one really really good source to to source on this. 
is Mr. Jim Cornette. Um, I mean, when it comes yep. to, to, uh, to old school professional wrestling and the, the history of it, I mean, it's tough to kind of find somebody that's better at it. At it. Now, current day wrestling, it's also situations is kind of a retard for lack of a better term. <laughs> it's just a, I'm not a fan of using that term, but I mean, I can't think of anything else to call him that when it comes to, uh, the current situation, but when it comes to the history of the, the business and the, uh, and the origins of it, I mean, it's hard to find somebody that, that's more knowledgeable than him. And yeah, yeah it, it really be, goes yeah. back to the carnival days where it, it really, it was kind of like amateur wrestling with some of these kind of entertainment professional things kind of mixed in. And then it really started to kind of morph from that. It, it really was uh, like amateur wrestling, but just on a bigger stage is kind of where it kind of branched off to. Yeah, definitely it was. And I mean, like you're looking... Uh, end of the 1860s going into the 1870s carnival Mm -hmm. um that's really where where it came and they were often done for high stakes gambling purchases yeah um so i mean that's that's really what it was it was it was more just like a a a gambling thing right which was just uh Mm -hmm. interesting it was yep. interesting. When you go and um, you go, when you go back and watch a lot of these old, really, really old school professional wrestling matches, you can see uh, the history has repeated itself a lot. I mean, they, they they did some pretty crazy, wacky things back in in those old school days. I even saw one where basically the ring was filled with piles of raw fish and guys were wrestling in that. I mean, uh, they, they did some pretty crazy stuff. You know, the picture up there where basically they're just wrestling in the street with that uh, people betting on uh, what's going to happen there. Yeah, it, yeah. it's professional wrestling and, and just wrestling itself. Uh, if you want to talk like just wrestling, wrestling is pretty widely accepted as the world's oldest sport. Yes. And then pro wrestling has branched off of that and has been around, I think, a lot longer than, uh, especially a lot of our younger audience is really aware of a lot of the younger audience is really just aware of like the wwe uh you know like the 1950s um right and and i mean that's really where a lot of the younger uh listeners and viewers Mm -hmm. uh kind of understand professional wrestling when as we're showing you I mean, in so black much and white, that. literal so much more than that. black <laughs> and white right yeah. there. Yeah. Um, this was something that was done much, much before. We're talking probably 100 years before that yep. is when uh, when it really professional wrestling uh, came into play. So mm-hmm. very interesting. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, 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 the history is, is rather rich. And as much as I'd like to kind of criticize some things that happen you know like recently you know we're, we're throwing beakers of bodily fluids at each other and all this kind of stuff it's probably been done several times in, in, in the oh, history yeah. and there's been pretty much like any kind of gimmick or stipulation that you could think of or situation has happened multiple multiple times so yep it's when you look back on the history and you see uh, how it's kind of repeated itself and uh, and the origins of it are just really interesting and uh yeah, we're, we're, it's and especially in these times, like in this picture you're, that you're, you're posting, and even a little bit after, you know, like the um, Doctor D when he, when he was training, remember from Dark Side of the Ring, where he basically when he was training, uh, he basically just thought, you know, I'm just fighting for my life here, you know, right. it, yeah. it's uh, he felt like it was, it was completely legitimate, and uh, so the, even this picture you've got up here, like these are the, the real kayfabe uh, days, and especially shortly after this is really when. Um, and then it kind of got exposed and then people kind of forgot again. And then 
I don't think that history could repeat itself in that way, just given the way that society and especially now that we have social media and whatnot, yeah. it'll be hard to kind of um, go back to those kayfabe days. You know, this is a topic that keeps kind of uh, rearing its head here, but uh, it would be cool to kind of see something kind of happen, but just it's, I think it would just be literally physically impossible just given that it's out there now. And um, as much as I'd like to see get back to, you know, where we have the illusion that, uh, you know, this is all actually happening and that not everybody's in on it. But, uh, yeah, um, watching these old school things, man, it, it's very, very different. Um, and it's But it's educational. And I think that our yeah. younger listeners, just um, Google search or uh, search on YouTube for old school professional wrestling matches. And you can really kind of educate yourself and just see how far... And uh, how much things have changed and evolved over time. It's it's very, very interesting. It definitely is. And I'm so happy, whoever it was that had that listener question, mm-hmm. thank you very much for all of you that are listening tomorrow yes. or watching today. You can always go to our Facebook, our Instagram, or our Twitter at TB Talk Pod, as you can see down below. And you can leave us these questions leave us comments. Mm-hmm. Uh, we love interacting with all of you. So if you've got a question that you want to be asked live during our video podcast, definitely go to one of those three, Facebook, Instagram, or yep. Twitter, and leave us a message at TB Talk Pod. Yep. The only thing that we ask is that you keep it expletive free if at all possible and uh, try and keep it to clean it and, and keep it to serious questions. Um Let's do match of the week here, Carl, before we do a little bit of breaking news and take a break here. Um, I'm going to let you go first. What was your match of the week for this past week in the world of professional wrestling? Believe it or not, mine comes from AEW. You know that I am a fan of the bigger guys that are out there working. My match of the week this week, we're looking Wardlow, Luchasaurus. Mm. Um, Wowie. Yeah, I mean, two just huge guys. That are that are in that ring yep. throwing palms. I mean, that's exactly what happened. Yep. Um, some really good spots had come out of this as well. Um, Wardlow, I mean, wow. Yep. Even even okay, I'm I'm gonna quote Jim Ross here. Wardlow just opened some eyes in mm-hmm. a big way. Yeah, and he definitely did. Wardlow held his own within this matchup. Um, both of the competitors up on the top rope. Wardlow sent Luchasaurus crashing uh, down with a suplex. Um, lots of stuff. I mean, MJ, MJF, you know, kind of distracted the referee a little bit. So kind of had that uh, classic old school heel type of uh, situations going on there. Jungle Boy and was was out there as well. Um, yeah, it was just fantastic. I was mm-hmm. super happy to see this. Yeah, with uh, with Warlow, I think the the key to being successful with him, less is more. Don't do too don't do too much yeah. of him. Don't have him doing flips and stuff all over the place. Have him be that big guy that 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 does that big guy thing properly. Don't have him, you know, he doesn't need to be doing stuff like like punishment uh, Martinez or Luchasaurus and this kind of guy. Just be a big 
brawler guy and just keep it to that because yeah. it's just otherwise it just gets to be a little too much. Uh, mine is coming courtesy of our friends at Ring of Honor. Uh, it's no secret that I've been going back, uh, thanks to their YouTube channel and going back and watching so much great, fantastic professional wrestling has happened over the years in that company. And this match here is no exception here, Carl. And this comes from 2016. This is part of their throwback Tuesday, um, thing that they do here. Uh, actually throwback Thursday, wrong day, throwback Thursday. And this is a match between Mr. Dalton Castle versus Jushin Thunder Liger. And this was very, very reminiscent of Liger's match with Tyler Breeze and NXT. This uh, had a very kind of similar feel to it and just fantastic. So much great character work, especially from Dalton Castle. Um, You know, the guy's a perfect match of persona and ability in that ring. He's a guy that that I'm I'm trying to put over a little bit more now. Uh, I'm starting to, originally I wasn't, I wasn't quite getting it with him, but the more and more that I've watched, which ironic right now is given that there's nothing going on, but the more and more that I watch him, the more I'm impressed. Um, right. And he's a guy that I'm really hoping that with this time off, that it's really benefiting him. And then when he comes back, he can make a significant uh, impact there, uh, no pun intended. And um, yeah, because I, he's a guy that, you know, he's not huge stature wise, but just, he has all the other intangibles that you would want. And, uh, somebody that uh, kind of deserves a big push if he can stay healthy. Yeah. That's the, the yes. key there, you know, and even getting to see him live work in a crowd with the mic. I mean, just, it was, it, it was something pretty special. So, uh, yeah, a great match again, just go to ring of honors, YouTube channel and you can find this and just so much more that I, I, I can't, um, not, I'm just, I keep putting this over, but, uh, they do such a good job on that and so yeah. much free content and full on matches there. I mean, just, uh, if you're looking for a bit of an alternative, I mean, they're, they're great, uh, outlet to go to. All right, Carl, before you know, we, I do yeah. have to say, okay. So I know yeah. that people are gonna, you know, start to, to kind of question what's going on <laughs> here, whatever. Um, yes, I do understand that that match, my match of the week mm-hmm. is not from this past Yep. episode of AEW, but the one before I understand that <laughs> I work like crazy right yep. now. And especially during this pandemic, I have been nothing but nonstop working. Yep. I have not had a chance to see fighter fest day one I as of yet. I haven't had a chance I, to watch it either. So I do have it PVR'd. Yeah. So yep. that is something that I will be watching and come next week. I might have two picks. There you go. Considering I have to still see, AEW Fighter Fest day one. And then by the time that we record next, day two will have happened. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so I I, I do understand that it wasn't something from this week that it was from two weeks ago. But that's what I was able to see for professional wrestling this week. Yep. And for those who... Uh, are very observant. You'll notice that a lot of mine doesn't come from current uh, wrestling kind of going on because like, like Carl, I'm pretty busy at work either. Uh, sorry, uh, as well. And um, I have to kind of find other sort of, I get to kind of watch single matches kind of here and there. It's uh, tough to kind of find time to watch entire shows. With New Japan, I'm trying. Um, Timing-wise, it kind of works out better for me with them because uh, of the, the time zone and when it comes out. Uh, typically the show is kind of happening just as I'm kind of getting off work. So I'll have time to kind of sit down and watch an hour or two before I go to sleep. So yep. in Japan, uh, another reason why they kind of appeal to me is that it's, it's on rate at a time that's convenient for me. So, yes. 
All right, Carl, a little bit of breaking news before we take our break here. And the first one uh, that I mentioned to you as we were getting ready to record here is uh, this is Monday. So, of course, Raw is going to happen. Um, we're going to see a new United States championship, apparently. Yeah, I, I honestly didn't even know that this was <laughs> happening. Um, yep. Again, I mean, like that's, you know just a uh, uh, product of the times right now. And uh, yep. all the work that I've been doing, I, I was <laughs> not even aware that a new United States championship was going to be unveiled tonight. Yep. Um, is now, now is this, there is no United States champion right now. I, I don't there? believe so. I'm so far out of the loop when it comes to that, especially that title. But um, it's apparently um, the, the the quote that I've seen here, the long-awaited debut of the new United States Championship will take place tonight on Raw. Sources say the belt has a clean yet prestigious look to it, uh, rumored to look very, very similar to the Intercontinental title, apparently. So, okay. um, yeah, I, I was kind of expecting it to almost look kind of like their other kind of their generic ones like the women's and the, the wwe one i was kind of expecting yeah. that but uh apparently it's gonna be very icy title-esque good yeah. i am happy with that yeah. i am very interested to see yeah. what this is gonna be personally Definitely. i think they should have just merged the two championships and called them one or the other i think it's honestly at this point i think it's a little pointless to have both of them around but uh your results may vary, in my opinion. I think it's a little right. bit different than others on that. <laughs> um, so just kind of looking at some other stuff here. I mean, there's a little bit of dirt sheet stuff here. Um, the only other thing that kind of stands out to me is that apparently Rey Mysterio is not under contract with anybody currently at the moment. So Yes. So he is probably free to kind of go somewhere else if he wants. Um, but he's got this big thing going right now yeah. with, uh, with his son, Dominic mm -hmm. and, uh, uh, Seth Rollins within the WWE. Yeah. So I don't really see, uh, Rey Mysterio going anywhere except staying right there yeah. and possibly, uh, doing everything that he can to help Dominic, uh, become the next generation yeah. of uh, professional wrestler for, uh, for that family. So, Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and why not? If he can work without contract and just uh, get paid, whatever. By appearance, yeah. Do it. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, I've been kind of out of the loop with that, but I don't know if, if you have, how closely you've been watching that, but how has uh, Mysterio's kid been doing over there? You know what? Honestly, Dominic isn't too, too bad. He, yeah. he really isn't. He's, he's got some really good basics down. He definitely is uh, uh, able to do the work. Yeah. 100% he is. He's he's very agile. He's able to. There was one spot where he was, uh, you know, he got into the ring and he started, he, he did some moves and whatever. And then, uh, you know, Seth Rollins' clan decides to jump <laughs> into the ring and Dominic yeah. jumps out, jumps over the railing. And then, you know, is, is kind of gone. And like, it was just fluid. So, I yes. mean, he's definitely got daddy's genes in him, um, 100%. And uh, I think Dominic, if they continue to uh, use Dominic in a, in a way that uh, uh, they have been, um, I think he could become a, like a little bit of a fan favorite with people and uh, possibly be able to move on further and become an actual star within the company. Um, I think maybe a little bit of work on a microphone would help him. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we'll have to see. For sure. All right, well, let's take a brief break here. And we're going to come back with our showstopper segment for this week involving can professional wrestling matches be too long? We'll be right back, guys. Hi, my name's Barry Radcliffe. You might recognize me from such films as The Longest Ride or Dead 2. Now, as a successful actor, I have two planes, a supermodel wife, 
countless exotic cars, and a ton of cash. You might think it couldn't get any better than this, but you'd be wrong for only $4.99. You could get OVWWrestlingNetwork.com. That's OVWWrestlingNetwork.com for only $4.99. Now, will your life be as good as this? No. Will it be better? Yes, and I guarantee that. That's not valid anywhere. OVWWrestlingNetwork.com is only $4.99. Tomorrow's yesterday is today. Prices so low, they're insane. What was angrier, oh. but well, so do I at OVWWrestlingNetwork.com. It's only $4.99 a month. In between excitement, me too. OVWWrestlingNetwork.com is only $4.99 a month. You get that incredible value. She cost me $17 million and I loved it. Want a real value? OVWWrestlingNetwork.com. It's only $4.99. That's a price so low. Well, it's insane. <laughs> Wrestling. A love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand, the wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. The dictionary defines hero as a person who is admired or idealized for courage, outstanding achievements, or noble qualities. Being a hero in life is far more than words printed on a page. It takes an unwavering code, a compass that points true north always. And in times like these, it takes sacrifice. Hero shouldn't be a word defined by a dictionary. It's a word that should be defined by the best of us. Hero has a new definition. All right, guys, Big Joe and Carl Careful back here on Turnbuckle Talk. Yes, we are, guys. There you guys uh, got to see a little bit of uh, Al Snow's products, <laughs> um, collarandelbowbrand.com. As you can see in the ticker down below, use promo code JKPODCAST, 10% off your entire order. Uh, as well, if you do decide that you want to order that Shad Gaspard t-shirt from colorandelbowbrand.com 100% of the proceeds will actually go to the family and then plus OVW their network that they have yeah just fantastic you can go <laughs> and see every OVW show that has happened yep. over at that network as well now some cool stuff there and um for those who have been paying attention, uh, I've actually kept the uh, Shad Gaspard shirt as the, the product of the week uh, for the past little while because I just want to continue to push that and continue to support that uh, you know, while that shirt is still being manufactured. I think I'm going to keep that going until they possibly you know run out of that shirt or they stop running it because I want to make sure that, uh, that we can help out that cause as much as possible because it is a fantastic cause and we like to support that. All right, Carl, let's do our showstopper segment for this week. And we're talking our professional wrestling matches or can professional wrestling matches be too long? And for me, I guess the, the short answer is yes, they can be too long. But I think it depends on the approach and the context and the company in which we're watching. 
Now, let's start off with WWE, because I think that they're the ones that uh, can be guilty of matches being too long in a bad way, because we do more of this entertainment aspect and, you know, segments and shtick in there sometimes. And I, th I think one that we can kind of use possibly as an example here would have been this match between Edge and Randy Orton, where I think that that is a match that could have benefited from being much shorter. I, I would have to definitely agree with you there. I think that it could have been mm -hmm. shorter and still gotten the point across. Mm -hmm. um, I kind of have to disagree with you a little bit when you're saying that it depends on company and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I don't think that it really depends on company. It depends on worker okay. and the two people in the ring. If you get two people like, let's say, okay, Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, mm -hmm. okay, those two could have gone four hours and it still would have been yep. an entertaining matchup. Mm -hmm. uh, right. So, I mean, it, it's, it's all really going to depend on the workers themselves and if they can keep the crowd engaged in what they're doing. I think, unfortunately for this uh, edge and Randy Orton thing that, uh, that you have brought up here, it was a cinematic pre-taped yep. thing, which I think totally took away from it. Mm -hmm. Can the two of them, I'm, I'm sure that the two of them really would have been able to go uh, for as long as that match was, if it was actually inside of a ring, I think it would have been perfectly fine. Yep. And time would not have been an issue. So for me, when it comes to can a wrestling match be too long? Yes with the wrong workers. Mm -hmm. For me, you had uh, hinted at it there. I think it comes down to the, the situation in the ring too. Where we're talking a match that were more kind of in ring psychology is taking place. Then you can get away with a match kind of being longer. But if there's a bunch of these other entertainment aspects kind of being peppered in throughout the whole thing, it gets a little exhausting to kind of watch. And this is another reason why I've um, become such a, a large fan of New Japan Pro Wrestling is that that really is the focus there on the in-ring psychology and that more of that true sports um presentation that that was something that uh, i i have to criticize AEW a little bit for because that was something going into it that they very much uh pitched that as you know we're gonna be more sports like or uh, of a setup and it really kind of hasn't been that it's very much been a sports entertainment kind of presentation there they have failed to deliver on that a little bit you know there have been little glimpses of hope when it comes to that but um like i said it very much depends on yeah, you had mentioned it, Carl. The the in ring, the the, the actual the, the actual talent working in the ring, and just the the approach of the match itself. Uh, if it can be all about the in ring work, and if it's like a sports like kind of presentation, I really don't care how long the match is to us to a, to a certain extent. If we start creeping right. up over like an hour or longer, it gets to be a little much. But if it's one of these sports entertainment matches where there's a bunch of stuff kind of thrown in there, it just it gets to be too much, and. Um, that's really kind of about it. Uh, I'm cool with it if, it if it's more focused on actual wrestling. Me as well, definitely. I mean, if, if a match is going, you know, a little longer, but I'm still engaged on the edge of yep. my seat and I'm, I'm like, yep. like in, intent, like, wow, yep. I, I can't look away type of thing, yep. then I'm fine with it. A couple of good examples for you on both uh, 
aspects here. Um, sure. Over in the New Japan, say like Okada versus Omega or something like that. That's a match I can kind of get uh, really kind of invested to. It's longer, but it's all yep. in-ring stuff. WWE side, let's say Iron Man match between Brett and Sean. That's one that I can kind of get to because it was all just in the ring. There wasn't any of the other BS kind of really surrounding. It was just the two guys in the ring going for... It's a bit of a longer time, but it worked because yep. it was just in the ring. None of that's that other right. stuff. So that's kind of, uh, and that's the kind of professional thing I really prefer to kind of watch. Yeah, I do like a little bit of the the comedy aspects and everything in there, but not all the time. That's, that's that, right. That's how I like it. So, all right, man. So I guess that about wraps it up. Unless there's anything else that you want to kind of touch on that's uh, been happening this week in wrestling. I think we've covered Nothing quite a bit. Nothing really that's been happening. Everything has been uh, just hunky-dory, as they say. Uh, yep. Very happy that uh, we had uh, people coming on and <clears> taking a look as well. Don't forget, you can always visit our social media at TB Talk Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We go live every Monday at 3. The audio drops on Tuesdays. Be on the lookout for that. Uh, and just again, thank you so much, everybody, for uh, for tuning in. There's somebody that I work with who's actually uh, does some stuff on the regular here. We're uh, talking about Mr. Jesse Stutzman, and we're getting off this episode with a little bit of the working man's blues. And we'll see you guys on the next one. Have a nice day. It's me, it's me. It's an honor to be the beat. As you can tell in the background, we are out celebrating. That is what we do here at HittingTheMarks.com. And I invite everyone to continue to tune in to Turnbuckle Talk, but check out all of our other shows here. You can find that all at HittingTheMarks.com. Run. Yeah.